All right, welcome into the Strength of the Things That Remain podcast. We certainly are glad that you have joined us again on this Monday afternoon, and uh, we appreciate all of our faithful uh, viewers and listeners and uh, those of you that share the podcast. We, uh, we particularly appreciate you, uh, and we just encourage you to continue to do that. We've had uh, several great weeks here with these two men uh, covering a, a host of issues, and today... Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about missions, and so we're glad to have back in the studio with us uh, Brother Gary Crisp. He is the General Director of Prayer Baptist Mission, and then Brother Jimmy Millsap. He is the uh, El Presidente, <laughs> President in Charge, Amen. the uh, illustrious potentate of Prayer <laughs> Baptist Missions. Uh, and uh, so we thought we'd just have us a podcast here. We've talked a little bit about missions, and I'm going to say one thing about missions, just kind of as an overview, having grown up as a Southern Baptist, uh, grew up in a Southern Baptist church, and there's one thing that to me is a stark difference. There's several stark differences, but one thing that is a stark difference between Independent Baptist and uh, Southern Baptist is the missions program. Yeah. Um, my entire childhood growing up in Southern Baptist church, I never met a Southern Baptist missionary. Not to my knowledge. I never recall seeing one come in and talk to us about his work. We never had a slide presentation. Once a year, we all tried to give to Lottie Moon, and we were told that that was for missions. It was some kind of a foreign abstract concept. Where it went, nobody knows. One thing that really has always impressed me about the independent movement is I know personally a lot of independent Baptist missionaries they're responsible to the local church, even though they work through a missions board. They're respond- I, I get their prayer letters. I can yeah. read what they're doing and can give toward the need, and I think that's important. Yeah. I think that's important. Yeah, absolutely. Amen. So talk to us a little bit. First, just tell us about Prayer Baptist Missions kind of as an overview. I think uh, on the last podcast, what did you say, 40? 40-some missionaries. 40-some missionaries across the globe. Uh, tell us about how Prayer Baptist Missions got started. And uh, what kind of, you know, what's the, what's the mission, the goal uh, for the mission board? Okay, I wasn't there when it started. So it started in 89, and uh, it was just a group of independent uh, Baptist preachers that really felt that the big thing lacking in, in missions was prayer and wanted to put an emphasis on praying for you know doing things through prayer so that's that's how that's how it got its name and and uh you know the church is praying for the missionaries praying about the needs being being partners being you know to bring the missionary churches closer i think that was their their goal in the beginning there and that's how it got the name that was 1989 uh, I was asked to come on the board, I think in 93 or 94. I think I might have, might have been 93. Uh, but anyhow, at that time, Brother uh, Ed McAbee was the general director because Brother Barker was on the board, Brother Alan Barker, I think you had him here the other day, and uh, different ones. And uh, so... That's when I came on the board, and what the what the I don't know how far I need to go here. I'm, you just stop me, you want to okay? Me, but okay, but the, the 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 mission board is a a, a servant 
it's a servant to the church and the missionaries. It uh, it's a, like a go-between. For example, uh, there's no way my church. I have a smaller church, and I'll just say that, and I've got good people, but there's no way that we could do everything a missionary needs to be done ourselves. Uh, these missionaries that we have at Prior Baptist, they have, they need somebody, if they're in a foreign field, they need somebody can maybe sometimes deal with the government for them or do things. And the, the mission agency serves the missionary in that regard, but it also serves the churches because, I mean, and give accountability to the churches for what, right. what's going on because you, you know, you can't, what, you couldn't watch after all your missionaries right. and everything. So we just we just we're servants. We're and I want to emphasize this today about our board. We don't have authority. Right. Our missionaries are out of their local churches. They're members of that local church, and the only biblical authority over them is that local church. Right. We're just uh, we're just servants. The missionaries and the churches. We make recommendations. Hopefully, we've got a little bit of reputation that will help the missionary, right. you know, get into churches and so forth and, and give credibility to them. And, you know, there's one thing that I can say as a pastor, and I know that you feel the same way. There's certain mission boards, if a preacher call, if a missionary calls me and says, I'm with Prayer Baptist Missions, or there's a couple more, they say, I'm with this mission board, yeah. I automatically know that there are certain standards of things that that mission board believes right. that that missionary ascribes to. So I, it helps me not have to ask the thousand yeah. questions that I have right. to ask yeah. otherwise. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it's doctrinally straight. You know, it's life's in order. You know these things because if they're not, then what we have to do is is uh, talk to his church. Yeah. And if they don't get it right, then we have to, you know, dis- dismiss it. So uh, it lets you know that everything's above right. board. Right. Yeah. And so uh, we again, we're not an authority. We don't. We don't. Some mission boards, I think, try to lord over their missionaries. We don't try to do that. We, we, uh, we look to their pastor. We look to their home church. That's the authority in their life. Right, right. Now, how is the mission board supported? It's just like it's a faith, just like ever. Uh, all the rest of their missionaries, uh, we don't charge the missionaries. We don't make any charge, and uh, we depend on churches supporting the board just like they would a missionary because this is a service that we're providing and that's how i got that's how i got in it because this church and i pastor now they had had a mission uh, program going pretty good and for their size and at the time and uh and so i said well we need to help these mission boards because we're supporting some missionaries that were not there were these boards that were not charging them so there's expense in the prior letters, uh, the deposit support receipts going to the churches, and I said we don't want, we don't want a sponge here. These are missionaries, and we need to help these boards. That's hmm. so we start we took on some mission boards. How about that? You know, and, that and that's I've pastored twenty two years, and it's never crossed my mind. To take on the board, well, I support the missionaries, yeah. but I never have thought about well, taking on the board. So, so I said, we've got these missionaries. We're supporting them. I explained this my church. We're supporting these missionaries. I could name them back then. There was Maranatha, Macedonian, and uh, and Prior Baptist, and there was another. And I said, 
they don't charge them, and we don't we don't give them anything. But they they're out postage. They're these expense. Somebody's got to do this. So let's 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 help these missions. I think we took on three mission boards, and and so when I took on Prior Baptist Missions, we had a mission there. When I took them on, without them asking or anything, then they called me, and uh, so. That's kind of how you got involved with them. I got involved with them. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. minute. It's been a long time. I'm getting old, brother. Okay. Amen. Okay. (laughs) Brother Kenimore was on the board. He was a close friend of mine. Okay. And uh, he had talked to me, and I knew about the need. Okay. And I guess that's when, but we took on those three mission boards. Well, after I took it on, then. we start supporting the mission agencies. Then they contacted me not long after they wanted me to come and talk to them, and then they asked me to come on the board. Well, here's what people, when we did this, though, that's the best thing our church ever did financially because God blessed oh, our church for sure. when we started helping these boards. that were so These boards, when you take on a board, you're taking on 40. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're not giving a whole bunch of money to forty, but you're enabling the the board to help the board to help forty missionaries. Because because we don't we don't. Okay, there's an audit done on our on our board, and uh, we we had an audit done by some accounting company, and they came to us and said we've never heard anything like this. Ninety, I think it said ninety six percent of all money comes in goes in the missionaries' accounts. And, and the reason for that is, is because that, okay, myself, I've never received anything. I'm on no salary. He's not on a salary. And Brother Mayo, he he, he raised his own support, works in the office. And uh, the money that comes in goes exactly where it's designated. Okay, the only money that the mission gets is what's designated to the mission. And uh, so uh, uh, it, it's... Uh, it's just a, it's a need. It really is. And I'm glad you brought this up. I'm really glad that this is because our board needs support. Right. It really does. Right. And, uh, but, but anyhow, look, we stay on that all day. Let's go on. I mean, <laughs> I, I, that is great. Yeah. Because I never, it never had to cross my mind. Well, I was going to ask you that. I, I was hoping we'd get to that because I, I knew that, you know, that, that, um, you know, first of all, a lot of people don't see a need for a mission board. Um, and then, second of all, I don't see a need to support a mission board. Um, you know, I know a lot of men that have taken churches, and the church supports a few boards, and they're and I'm not being critical, but they when they start cutting, they start cutting mission boards. You know that they support. And probably and, uh, a lot of men like me that just never have it, yeah. never has crossed their mind. Yeah, and I'm sure that's what I'm saying. When you say the inner workings, you know, kind of. No, we're talking about boards that do, that do not charge their missionaries. Right. Okay. Right. Whatever your church gives, you support Brother Todd. I'm saying, okay, I don't know how much that is, but I promise you one thing. Every penny that you give to, from this church goes in his account. Right. None of that is to, is, is to operate our board. None. So we, we put, so if you've got boards that are doing that, somebody has got to get a heart for the board, a vision for the board. Right. So yeah. we've got to, you know, so. That's excellent. Yeah. Well, what are some other, I mean, uh, 
some benefits, Brother Gary, of, of, of having a mission board for, you know, uh, for a missionary. And some men just go out of their home church, and that's what, that's what the Lord wants them to do with their pastor. That's fine. But what are some more benefits? There's three main things I think is beneficial of a mission board. Uh, number one is that assistance to that, not only that missionary, but to that local church, his sin and church. It takes a big burden off that sin and church yeah. with the financial things. Um, um, several things involved there. Then not only the assistance, but also accountability. Yeah. Um, for example, if you have a missionary comes in and he's not with a mission board, as you've done alluded to, uh, Brother Bradley, uh, you're going to have to ask him a bunch of questions, especially if you don't know his home church or his sending church. Uh, and then let's say you do partner with him. I'm not against that by no means, but if you do partner with him, there's still a lacking, I guess you could say, of accountability. It may be done by his pastor, trust and hope that it has been done by his pastor, but it's just the lack of knowing. Right. So I think that's a big uh, benefit of going with the mission board is the assistance, the accountability, and then also the credibility. Um, hopefully, like with Prayer Baptist, if we have a good reputation, maintain a good reputation, oh, yeah. that's gonna help that missionary. Yeah. yeah, let me say something. Okay, sometimes a missionary, so in some countries they go, they have to have NGOs. Mm -hmm. Are you familiar with the NGO? No. I don't being a smart aleck, okay. Right. I, 90, 95% of pastors are not either. Okay. So their needs they have. But we uh, getting these NGOs, working with their visas, there are things the board can, now there may be some churches that can do this. I'm not saying they're not to have right. people that are qualified to handle the finances, to work with the governments. To help them in their needs, but most churches don't. Right. Okay. Sometimes, sometimes our missionaries get in a place and they have to come home. I mean, it'll be dangerous or something. We'll, call, we'll say, hey, here's 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 some plane tickets. You need to get out of there right now. Yeah. Or whatever. We've had to do that. We had right. situations where we have to go with the things we need to do right on the spot, right in the time. Missionary will be in trouble, and there'll be guys. Some, uh, they'll have a all of a sudden they'll have a specific need and may, and and they can call it and we find out about it we pray about it we get on the phone I'll get on the phone I'll call up some pastors say hey so and so is in this country and he's had this problem right. he needs his money now can you help him and so then we'll we'll help him out whereas if it was just a he just maybe have a small church he'd just be there and just be what his church and maybe right. his church couldn't do that for him I mean, I mean I'm not against. No, I remember years ago that um, when Wendell Runyon was still alive, Brother Wendell got thrown in jail in, in Mexico on a mission trip down there uh, on a, just a trumped-up traffic charge or something. You know, there's some of them little Mexican towns. They see you drive through and you're an American, they're going to put you in jail until they can get what money they need to let you. That's corrupt. Yeah. And I remember during those days that that board that Brother Wendell was over at the time, International. IBOM. Yeah. Uh, you know, they worked with Cong the congressman, maybe Congressman Taylor at that time, or maybe, I don't, I don't remember. They worked for the congressman's office. And said, you know, they did things that, that had to be done like that to try to secure his release down there. And uh, I, could, I, I certainly could see the, the value of a board in those situations. Yeah. Um, so uh, talk to us a little bit about the need for missions. I know that, you know, we could talk, we could have two or three podcasts on missions. Mm -hmm. But let's talk a little bit about the need. Um, 
and I'm thinking about this in a couple of different ways. And we talked about it a little bit before we came on, Brother Gary. Uh, there's a manpower need, and then there's a money power need. Right. Um, you know, and I always tell my people here at the church about giving to missions. I say, if you're not willing to go, give. Uh, but we're in a place where we need some people to go. We do, yeah, absolutely. And um, so talk to us about the need. Let's start here in the United States. Because I know you guys have just yeah. recently come back from a trip out west. Let's talk about the need right here within our own borders a little yes, bit. Sir. Yes, sir. You get past the Mississippi, and it's a totally different world. It is the U.S., but yet it's almost like a different country. Yeah. And you can drive through town after town after town with no Bible-preaching church anywhere. And um, uh, you can go over a lot of things, reason why, maybe, or whatever. But anyway, somewhere along the way, we dropped the ball. Yeah. And... Um, and there is a great need, not only out west, uh, but northeast. You can go to the northeast, and especially considering the population in the northeast, there's a dire need up northeast. And and, uh, and we do have we do have lots of churches that are giving. But we we don't have hardly anybody that's yeah. going. Well, so if somebody's watching this podcast, they're a preacher, God called preacher, and God starts burdening their heart. I want to go out west and help start a church. I want to be that manpower. Talk us, what, I mean, obviously prayer and those things, but in the, in the more uh, the more kind of the sense of what do they do? What would be, what's, what's the first step in something like that? Is the first step to reach out to the mission board? And, you know, I don't realize there's a deputation, but tell, tell us about that process. Because there may be guys watch this podcast and they're like, yeah. I'd go, but I don't know how to get started. Right, right. Good question. Um, I would encourage, of course, to talk to your pastor, keep right. that chain of authority, go through your pastor, sit down with him, uh, listen to your pastor's recommendation, and of course, pray about it. And uh, if they choose to go in the direction of a mission board, then choose a good mission agency that you can work with, one that you can trust, uh, one that's sound on the doctrine like you are, and then um, and then approach that mission agency uh, usually with us, with us, I know there's going to be an application process. You apply with the mission board, go through the application process. There'll be an interview with the missionary and the pastor, and then there'll be the approval, and then uh, there'll be help uh, in getting them started, starting the deputation process, getting the getting their support raised. We'll sit down with the missionary and try to help them determine how much support they're going to need. And what it's going to take for them and their family. Their to, survey trip. Uh, yep, yep, do a survey trip. We can do that with them or, or help them in that survey trip. Uh, but uh, anyway, any way that we can assist, that's what we want to do to try to get them to the field as quickly as possible. And then once they're on the field, help them to stay on the field. Yeah. A lot of people don't like the deputation process, the way talking about independent uh, churches, independent missionaries, the way we do it. Don't. But personally, um, I, I, I like it personally for, for a lot of reasons um, <clears throat> number one I know just being on deputation you meet a lot of people that you would never met before yes, sir. You know, God allows you to make relationships and build a, 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 a prayer team if you will that you partner with and um, you know meet a lot of people and uh, not only that but you learn a lot of things about faith you learn a lot of things about yourself about your family uh, and also, I always say this, you know, I, I, of course, my pastor's here, and I, 
Uh, pretty much he's been my pastor from the get-go. I went out and pastored for a little while, but when I was pastoring, he's still my pastor. Right. <laughs> I, I, I ring his phone constantly. Y'all pray for Brother Jimmy. Yeah, yeah, pray for him. <laughs> yeah. anyway. He's got to put up me, and i got to put up Brother Bradley. <laughs> but that's bad. So, uh, but, uh, uh, you know, and I appreciate my pastor and what I have learned from him. But I've also learned from other men, you know, being around other men and, and, and just being associated with some other men. And, uh, and so I, I personally, I, you know, I think I'm thankful for it. Uh, it is a ministry as well, you know. That's right. A lot of men, when they go, a lot of people when they go on deputation, it's, it's a burden to them. I think it's a ministry. That's the ministry that God puts you in at that, that, that particular time. Right. And, and, and if, if you're on deputation, when you go into a church, you ought to, approach that is you're there to be a, not necessarily gain support you're there to be a blessing of that church that is your ministry at that particular time help that pastor and be a blessing I want to say something about the need in in the United States personally and and I've been you know and I know there's a, we, we could talk about countries around the world I've been to Africa uh, I've been to Honduras and um, you know we could talk about around the world there is a need for the gospel many 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 places uh but I really feel like that our country, our country, is is uh, in desperate need of the gospel. And I think what we're seeing right now in our society, what we're seeing right now in our government, is a direct result of lack of evangelizing our own country. And if we don't, this is my opinion, if we don't step up and 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 evangelize this country more than what we have been, um, then there's not going to be missionaries to send around the world. That's right. Yeah. Um, you go out west, and Brother Gary and myself just came back from a trip out west, and we could, you know, you talk, talk about, they may be counties that have churches, like in Maricopa County, Arizona, uh, you know, around 60 church, independent Baptist churches, are, and that's a, a generous number, I think, yeah. Um, yeah. and four and a half million people. Yeah, uh, there's there's probably more than that in Yancey County, I would say. And, and churches, and, not people. Right? Yeah, churches. Yeah, yeah. Uh, four and a half, and and not near that many many people. Right. So there's a great need, and we could go after county, county, county after county out west. But that there again, up up north, the northeast. You know, you got Pennsylvania, you got Massachusetts, and New York State, and all these kind of states. Excuse me, that just really need Bible preaching churches. Amen. And uh, I told that uh, at a church recently, and I had a, a younger preacher come up to me. And he said, I had no idea. Yeah. I had no idea. And I, I'm not being critical of what I'm about to say, but we've got churches that seven, eight, ten young preachers sitting on the pew and um, counties around this country need where they need a preacher. And... Uh, we need to pray you there for the Lord of the harvest these sinful labors in the field. Let me, let me say something what Brother Todd said uh, about deputation. Okay. He's looking at it. What we got was from the missionary's mm-hmm. view of deputation. But look at your church, what it does for your church. You meet your missionaries. See, yeah, you said right. you've never seen a missionary. Okay. But you meet your missionaries and you get connected with who you're supporting. Right. And then you make relationships friendships uh, I remember one time I, I, was, I was going through something I called one of, one of our missionaries up I really felt could get a hold of God and I called him up to pray I said why don't you pray for me he said brother Jimmy 
He said, I pray for you every day. Yeah. Amen. Every day. And I thought, what what a blessing it is yeah. to to have that man tell Amen. me that every day he prays for Amen. me. And it's a it's a blessing in your church when you when you people meet these people and, and that happens through deputation and uh, these relationships are built and it really really makes a difference. What would you say the average deputation lasts? What's 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 average? Well, that right? just all depends, brother. Who it is, where they're going, and yeah, you yeah, know. yeah. Um, it's it's kind of funny, but we talk about it a lot. If you've got a family that that has children, they sing real well, stuff like that. They're going to get their support quicker. It's just, right, I mean, it's right. fact. Uh, and again, depending on where they're going. Uh, what they're doing. There's some ministries that's going to, they're going to get their support a lot quicker if, if they're going to Africa or somewhere like that. And just, it draws heart, it pulls on heartstrings more right. than it does some other I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. Okay. I'd like to get something else. You know, what, what Brother Gary's talking about, and that's why I, I thought, if you're going to Africa, you can get your support a lot quicker you can if you're going to Colorado. Right. right. Okay. But people in Colorado need God for us to do an Africa. Exactly. exactly. Now we've got this concept of home missions and foreign missions. That's not a that's not a scriptural concept. The field is the world. Right. Yeah. And this this country needs to be reached. Uh, back to what just Bill Todd was talking about. The need here. When Brother Al Barker went with Macedonia, it's, uh, he was their uh, North American director. I went with him on a survey trip, and just me and him went out on a trip, and we literally went, no telling how many yeah. towns there was nothing. Was yeah. Yeah. And then when you find yeah. one, you'd be a Lutheran church or a Mormon yeah. church or something like that. And uh, we had a, I have a family in my church had a vacation home in Colorado, and they packed up and, and started out and. They got down the road, and the woman realized, I think she left her Bible on the counter or something at home, didn't have her Bible. And so instead of turning around and going and getting it, she said, I was thought I was Bible when I get out there. She got couldn't find one. How about that? Couldn't find a Bible. And finally, bought a Gideon Bible off of somebody. Real. Yeah. That's hard to imagine. That's yeah, America, yeah. brother. Yeah. yeah, and you really don't know that until you get out. No. It's like, I just mentioned, Brother Gary and I, just got back from out west, and we've actually been in the, in the northeastern part of this country together as well. And and as we travel through those counties, you know, we I get on my phone, I start looking for churches in each county that we went in. There, every every town we went through, I, right. I look for churches and uh, look at the population, look at the churches to every county that we went through. Uh, and we've been through a bunch of them in this in this country, having Brother Gary, yep. and I and and county town after town county. After county with no Bible preaching church, yeah. and it's heartbreaking. Yeah. You go to the parts of this country where, if we study Baptist history, and we go up in the Northeast, and you study where our heritage came from, and and a lot of it is barren right now right. for the gospel. Yeah. Uh, we're in a, we're yeah. in a different need. There, so there's a great need. We could talk about the need, yes. both land power, time. and let's talk about money power. Yes, a little sure, bit. sure. Um, there's there's a need for for those that aren't going to go to send money to help those that are going. Right, right. Uh, and that's you know done by monthly support. Talk to us a little bit about the the you know. And I hear different theories on this. And I'm just interested in getting you know. I, I talk to pastors that say they'd rather support a lot of missionaries with a 
a smaller amount. And then I know some churches, they don't support very many missionaries, but the ones they support, they really support right. hundreds of dollars a month. What do you think is the best? Is there a best? Or is it, talk to me about that. I, I don't know that there's a best other than saying this. If you've got a church that supports in a big, big lump sum, that, that's a great blessing to that missionary. But if that missionary gets on the field... And something happens and that church has to drop him. Mm-hmm. That is that is devastating to lose that much, that much support at one time. Yeah. And so I'm not saying it's you know, that's not the way to do it, but I'm just saying, man, if you ever lose that big lump sum, right. it's really gonna right. well, it's really gonna hurt. Boss is going to all the world. Okay. Okay. Well how's that read? Acts one and eight, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the uttermost parts. Okay, both, that's at the same time. All right. The way I look at it, if if your people are supporting missionaries around the globe and they got relationships with these missionaries, they know them, they're praying for them, they know about their needs, they're also praying for these countries around the world. Mm -hmm. Right. See what I'm saying? So you're spread out more and there's more need for the people. And I don't know how things are in Robbinsville, but this mountain mentality, things that I've heard over the years from Mountain folks about missions, okay? One thing that I hear is, mission starts at home. I say that a lot. It's a, I don't know, somewhere along the line, they caught that as a catchphrase. But a lot of times what that means to them is there's no need in supporting missionaries in Africa when there's things we can do here in Yancey County that need doing. And it's almost like a prejudice toward their Jerusalem and uh, that they can't see beyond Right. That that local yeah. that's a that's an excuse, brother. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I agree. What it yeah. is, yeah. yeah. But the verse says, "But you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto both." both. And that that means at the same time, both in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and the uttermost parts of the earth. So that while you're reaching Jerusalem, reach the rest of Judea. Right. Right. While you're doing that, get somebody in Samaria. While you're doing that, get that's all at the yes. same time. I went. I went to church, and I've done this several times. I went to church recently. They had their missionaries, I think, on the back wall, and they sported several around the globe. And I looked at it, and I got thinking about it, and uh, I got up and told the church that if I'm looking at it right and understanding it right, and I think we can say the same thing for our home church, is that the sun never sets on the ministry. Right. Of our church, right. and I, that's what I told that church. The sun never sets on your ministry, and I think we can say that because we, at our home church, we support missionaries around the world, and we can say that the sun never sets Amen. on the Amen. ministry at Grace Tabernacle right. Baptist Church. It's people around the world preaching the gospel, even when we're in bed and not asleep. Right. There's people around the world reaching others the gospel, and oh. that to me, that is a, as as a church member, that's exciting yes. to yes. know that. You know, I've been a lot of places, Brother Garen, and we've been a lot of places, and uh, there's places that I that I couldn't go and stay, but I can I can send somebody, right. and I can have a part in exactly. what's going on there. And as God blesses your church financially, when we moved down here in this building, the knee jerk was we'll just drop all our missionaries and make our building payment. You know, I mean that's that really was the attitude of a lot of folks, and I said that's backwards. Right, we need to take on missionaries. Right. And so we we made a push when we moved down here and took all missionaries. And before you know it, we had the building paid off. 
made another push and took on missionaries. And before you know it, we've got more money in the bank than we've ever had. Yeah, it works. Uh, and it just, it's God sending it in. I believe it. I am you a can't, part of You can't outgive God. You can't. Uh, let's talk about, let's talk about, we're talking about money power, okay? It takes money. You know, it, it takes money. Uh, it takes money going down the road. It takes money to uh, rent buildings. And it, take, it just takes money to uh, get the gospel out. But a lot of people um, maybe don't know uh, uh, how to uh, get a mission program. A lot, a lot of people are still trying to support missionaries out of the general fund, uh, different things like that. And both of you, man, I know, uh, can talk a little bit about uh, the type of offerings, faith promise, uh, how to go about supporting missionaries. Well, I, I look at it this way. There's, there's three, when it comes to finances anyway, there's three biblical offerings that every church member should be involved in. Number one, self-explanatory. It's a free will offering. If there's a need and pastor says we're going to take up a special offering, that's a free will offering. Then I believe everybody should be tithing, um, that's that's a different podcast. <laughs> then then the third one's a mission offering. Now I do believe it's scriptural. It's taught in it's taught in the in the New Testament. And and I believe everybody, this is above the tithe. Everybody, every church member should be given in efforts to reach the world with yeah. the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Now, Brother Jimmy, if I if I remember right, uh, when you took our church, of course I was not there then. Uh, was I even born? Anyway, uh, <laughs> but I was not there then. But uh, uh, the the church did not do faith promise missions, right? Is that right? No, or didn't no you know, I'll just right. We had <clears throat> I took church had nine missionaries this morning, which was real good for Graham County. It really was, and uh, but we didn't we didn't know anything about it, <clears throat> and. Uh, I kind of I went on the board. I'm gonna condense this. I went on the board with Prior Baptist. Okay, Brother Alan Barker was on the board. He pastored Turner's Creek. Had 175 missionaries sitting out in the country out there in Yakinville. And I went to turn his church. We had a board meeting. I turned. I walked through and I seen that mission board. Good night. You just wonder how in the world do they do this? And Brother Jack Conley at West End, and he had all the missionaries and. And uh, I was just praying, I, I want the truth. And uh, so, so uh, Brother Alan Barker sent me his notes, his faith promise notes. And uh, and so I studied them, and I learned it from him. I got some tapes, Brother Stanley, and, and learned the principle. Went on a mission trip, first mission trip. We went to Mexico. We saw we saw we saw you know this is before NAFTA. Back then they're running out in the streets down there washing your windows for tips and stuff, and it was it was you could uh, you could eat a steak for four dollars down there. I mean it was it was tough times in Mexico. And we going to and we visited two churches, and then that I'll mention. One of them was the first church our church ever supported. And they hadn't taught them stewardship, and they told they told us that. And we went and visited them, and they said, "We're trying to teach stewardship, and if we don't get stewardship taught to them, this church is going to fold." It's about twenty some years old, and uh, we went to another one, 
and they've been taught stewardship, been taught, and they did faith promise. And we got to look at their board in Mexico. They in Mexico, the faith promise in Mexico. Mexico, and they were doing more for missions than Grace Tabernacle was. How about that? Now wait a minute. We have went from nine to seventeen. We picked up in this first year, or so we had seventeen missionaries, but they were doing more than we were doing. And I t- and one of my deacons he's with me, and he said, well, "Preacher, we can beat what we're doing." Can I said, "Y'all, we can." And so we're coming up out of Mexico, riding home in the van. And I started talking to him about Faith Promise. And and uh, Faith Promise had been introduced in a, in, a, in a neighboring county in a church, wrongly, I think. And people had a bad taste toward it. And it was a, nobody wanted to have anything to do with Faith Promise. But I come home, I studied it, I got Brother Barker's notes, and I introduced it myself to the church. Okay, and I'm gonna tell you, God opened up heaven on Grace Tabernacle. We started, we started taking more on, and our treasurer, he, he didn't say anything till later. He t- his testimony is, he said, the preacher says take on another missionary, and I think he said, no, we can't do that. He said, if I got to watch it every time we take on a missionary offer and go up. Yeah. <laughs> so we take on an offer and go up. Well, pretty soon we had a whole bunch of missionaries, and and. Uh, and had more money than ever had. So I separated, and this is important, I separated the mission offering. When I took the church, they took up a mission offer on Sunday night, but it wasn't support the missionaries. They were taking the general fund. Now it's totally how the mission offering supports our missionaries. I I got that separate. And people understand, as Brother Gary was talking about, that tithe we give to our local church they had that in the Old Testament, but in the New Testament, they got something they didn't have. They have a commission to go into all the world. Right. But the way to do that is is, is explained in over there in, in in the Pauline epistles that that's a separate offering. Mm-hmm. It's a faith offering, yeah. and you don't take your tithe to give the missions. You give your money to your church, then you you support the mission separate. You know, Brother Allen introduced faith faith promise here. When he was with Macedonia years ago, we were up still up on the hill. And uh, for those of you that might not know about Faith Promise, you know we had a missions conference. Brother Allen come in and, and when presented it, he's masterful at that. And uh, then at the end of the conference, we hand out pieces of paper. You don't put your name on it, anything like that. And you put what you believe by God that you believe God will give through you each week to missions. Now what we do here is we have a completely separate bank account. The missions fund is completely separate on right. the, as far as the bank account goes. Mm-hmm. I have a mission secretary that that's all she does is she sees the missions program and writing the checks and corresponding with the missionaries and all that kind of stuff. Um, and like you say, God has blessed us to take on. And a matter of fact, I need to have another missions conference and re-up because you should re-up your faith promise every, every year or so, you know, and watch it grow. Uh, but uh, I never knew anything about faith promise given until I uh, talked to Brother Barker about having mm-hmm. a missions conference. It will grow your faith. You see God working. When you see God working, it will grow your faith. We're about out of time. I just want to I want to cover one one more thing. And Lord, I, I wasn't even going to say anything about it, but the Lord keeps bringing it back to my mind, so I, I feel like he wants us to cover it. Something that I hear people say about missions and when you pastor, you hear, you know, people say things, whatever. 
One thing that I hear people say, particularly if a missionary is going somewhere in the United States, is they say, why don't they just go out there and get a job? Just go out. If they want to go to Colorado, fine. Go to Colorado and get a job just like we work a job and do that too. Why do they have to raise all this money? Talk to us a little bit about what a missionary faces. Let's say it's going to Colorado or it's going to Montana. Why can't they just go out there and get a job? Now they have several things against them when they get get their support raised and get to the field. I mean, you've got to get out there. You've got to find a place to live. Uh, you've got to find a location. You're probably going to start having church in your home, and hopefully you'll outgrow that, and then you're going to have to find another building. Um, there's so much involved, and and a lot of times it's just almost impossible to go out there and get a job and start a church. Right. I do know missionaries do little things on the side to help supplement some income, and that's you know that's fine. But now to go out somewhere, especially like out west, out west jobs are hard. That's what I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of a, one missionary we we visited on our recent trip. I Ain't have no, no idea where he would get a job. Right. right. I really. And then there's all this overhead that people don't think about. Right. Now that leads me to another. Uh, thing that I wanted to talk about real quickly. We've got about five minutes. I, I, I know that over the years we've supported missionaries that went and planted churches. Those churches get up to running 100 people in them, let's say. Uh, that might be a stretch in some areas. I've had people, you know, come in at my church and say, well, I'm reading their prayer letter. They had 100 Sunday. Why can't they support their own preacher? Why can't this church become self-supported? Agree with me if, if I'm, uh, let me know if I'm thinking the right, right way here. What I've told my folks is I say, listen, most all those hundred are new Christians. There's not the foundation for giving that we have here at our church. It's going to take time to teach those people to give and to support the preacher. I mean, all of that takes years and years and years of foundational work. Is that what you see in some of those churches like that? Yes, sir. It's definitely going to take time. Now, you do have a goal for that. Right. You want that church to be self-supporting, uh, but it is going to take a period of time, sometimes longer than others. But uh, A lot of it well, depends on the location, I think, it, and it the does. people. Yeah, it it does. It, it does. But let me get two things at once with you, okay? You talk about why do they need to, why can't they just go get a job? Right. Okay, well, they can that's what they want to do, okay. But it's just like right here. I worked a job. You worked a job. Right. Now I'm full-time. You're full-time. We've got more freedom or more time to do our exactly. work. Okay. Well, the same same thing applies. You want to support a missionary that's part-time? Right. Or is he full-time doing what, he, what right. you're sending him out there to do? I'd rather, yeah. uh, I'd rather get some more support. And, right. Some other churches, and that's to give him full time instead of I wouldn't let him right. put it, put his time in there. Now, as far as that church being self supportive, that's our that's exactly what we want, right. and we encourage. And uh, really, a missionary, see, he doesn't a true church planting missionary doesn't even take money from that church. Right. He goes in, he supported, he goes in, starts that church, and he gets it able to call a pastor he goes and does it again right and right. so uh but it, ta- it it does take some time yeah. to to for the for the for the church plant right. sometimes to see that but i think they need to be taught it from day one they do. yeah well, absolutely they need to, they need to pay their own way yeah you know and i, I think it's uh, this is great we've got a lot of good information here in this podcast and um 
you know, and I've pastored long enough that I've seen in my own church, and I'm blessed to pastor a people that are excited about missions. But there's people in the church that aren't. There's people in the church, you know, that that, that struggle to see, you know, oh, they're sending this money out, whatever, uh, by faith and all those things given in. But I think that as we've sat here and talked today, we've had uh, different, uh, maybe maybe people have got an insight yeah. as to why missions are important. And it's not just so you can grow the finances of your church, even though that's a byproduct, but it's uh, to get the gospel out. I mean, that's what Jesus commissioned us to do. Yeah. We got a command to get the, the gospel yeah. out. Yeah. I heard Brother Blue say this over and over, and I'm sure Brother Jimmy's even said it. Missions is the heartbeat of God. Yeah. yeah. If missions is the heartbeat of God, and I believe it is, then missions should be the heartbeat of the church. Yeah, that's right. Something my brother Blue always said that's has stuck with me is that God will give through you what He won't give that's to you. Right. Absolutely, and I have seen that play out time and time and time again. Well, I'll say this, brother Jimmy's always said, and then brother Blue may have said it too, but I always heard my preacher say it that you can pray more, you can pray down more than you work out. That's right. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you. We appreciate you watching. I just say something for we. I know we're about to close. Let me say something. Um, this is my pastor. And, and and these men are my heroes. Yeah. And I'm grateful for my pastor. And I'm grateful for Brother Gary and, and the influence they've had on my life. <clears throat> and I appreciate them and their ministry. We like to pick and go on. And um, my pastor's always said his job is to keep me humble. <laughs> that's what and, you're all the time telling me. Yeah, well, that's my job for you. <laughs> <laughs> Notice he didn't say he appreciated me. <laughs> And I pray, everybody knows we appreciate Brother Brad. <laughs> I want to say I'm thankful, thankful for my pastor and Brother Amen. Gary. It was, it's, it's been a real joy to have them on the podcast. We appreciate you having us. Well, until next Monday, remember strengthen the things that remain. We'll see you then.